Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. This is Mary Jo, your host, and today I'm back with another episode on hormones and PCOS. And I'm going to discuss my top four supplements that I would recommend for hormone balance and um, for PCOS. So this is a question I get asked quite a lot. So I thought it would be good to cover it in a podcast episode where I can go into um, it in a little bit more detail. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get started with this and I'm only going to go through four supplements because um, everyone is different and there's so many different supplements out there. And, you know, when I, with my own clients, I can recommend a a few different ones depending on their condition and but it is specific and personalized to them Uh, these four I would recommend to most of my clients there may be some um exceptions but in most cases these are the four that I would recommend um and I'll go through them there in a moment um if you want to check out um, more about hormones and the menstrual cycle, uh, PMS and nutrition and lifestyle, you can check out my Know Your Flow Masterclass, which is available for free on my website. What I'm going to do is leave a link um, in the show notes so that you can um, get access to this. And this is really good for anyone who wants to learn more about the cycle, working with it Um you know, going through the seasons of the menstrual cycle. Uh, there's even a section there on post-pill support. So if you just come off the pill or if you're thinking about coming off the pill um, and there will be some chat about supplements in there as well. So, um, excuse me, I'll leave the link for that in the uh, the show notes. And that's just something I wanted to know because I am getting quite a lot of questions coming through. And that's why I created that masterclass and recorded it so that it will be available uh, to cover all the kind of questions that I get quite often. So um, as I say, I'll leave the link for that. So yeah, I'm going to get started um, on the the supplements, my top four. The first one is probably one that you have heard a lot of, particularly in the past year, two years uh, with COVID, and that is vitamin D. So um, in relation to, you know, hormones and particularly women with PCOS, um, the levels of vitamin D, so 25 hydroxy vitamin D in serum, which is in our blood and um, is found to be lower in women with PCOS. And low levels of vitamin D can also be associated with low estrogen levels, uh, which can lead then to um, depression, hot flashes and mood swings. It also then leads to low immune function, which leads you more susceptible to infection and getting sick, which then has a knock on effect on your hormones. So um, a review which I found found that included nine studies in it uh, found that vitamin D supplementation restored serum vitamin D levels so brought your vitamin D levels back up in the blood 
um, to a, a the, I suppose, a recommended level. Uh, and in six out of nine of the studies that were included in this review, um, it decreased fasting plasma glucose levels. It's seen an improvement in insulin resistance and fasting um, insulin as well. So serum um, serum fasting insulin. And um, so this would all be, um, you know, relatable or beneficial for anyone with PCOS. So high glucose levels are associated um, with um, PCOS or is linked with PCOS due to um, insulin resistance and the inability to utilize uh, sugars well and high insulin um, and high serum insulin levels, which then has an impact on ovarian function, leading to high androgen levels, again, having a knock-on effect on um, ovulation activity. So um, by improving your glucose levels by improving your insulin levels and fasting insulin which is one of the most important ones to see an improvement in you're having a knock-on improvement in your PCOS and even if you don't have PCOS uh, you may still have some uh, elements of these uh, markers you know even in type 2 diabetes insulin resistance you don't have to have PCOS to have insulin resistance if you have any sort of um, difficulty losing weight um, or are on the um, or, or overweight, then this would be, you know, vitamin D would be recommended as well as it does support uh, blood glucose markers and insulin resistance and insulin and improves your insulin sensitivity, which is what you want. You want to be more sensitive to the, to the hormone insulin and vitamin D can help with this. Um, in addition, um, in PCOS, particularly high dose vitamin D, supplementation so this is a high dose of 4000 iu which is the the the, the measurement for for vitamin d it saw beneficial um, effects of um testosterone sex hormone binding globulin which is another hormone and in free androgen index compared to a low dose supplementation of 1000 iu so i suppose the the impact of this um and the you know, why that you would care about this would be a high testosterone is a um, marker of it's a high androgen uh, and testosterone can cause um, hair growth, acne um, and, and delay ovulation and um, impact your ability to ovulate. Um, sex hormone binding globulin is the hormone that actually absorbs um, testosterone and reduces it. So if you've got low levels, then you're going to have higher testosterone levels. Whereas if you supplement with vitamin D, it's shown to help improve this in your liver and increase this in your liver, which helps then to reduce the high androgens. So this is a, you know, a really important if you are someone who's got hirsutism, so excess hair growth or acne, um, or if you've got PCOS in general and have delayed um, menstrual cycles this would be relative to you or relatable to you. So um, it is vitamin D is one of those supplements that should be recommended on a general level, particularly in the winter months um, in countries like Ireland, the UK, um, because we don't get access to much sunlight during this time. And this is how we synthesize vitamin D um, in naturally is through sunlight uh, through our skin. But because we're very well covered up during the winter, we don't get much um absorption of sun uh, and there isn't much daylight exposure either uh, so it is recommended to supplement now in terms of a dose of supplement supplementation i would recommend getting your blood um 
serum levels measured before supplementing. Because vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin, that means it's stored in our fat tissue. We don't want it can we can then actually get too much and have toxic amounts. Now it is unlikely that this would happen, particularly in countries like Ireland. However, at the same time, it is recommended to do this so you know how much you should be supplementing to get the optimized vitamin D level in your blood. So that's what I would recommend doing before you go down and take a high dose supplement. And um, I'd recommend either going to your GP or getting it done through Let's Get Checked, as you can get your vitamin D levels measured that way. And then from there, you can you can have a better idea of how much you need to supplement with. Uh, so this is something I do recommend my own clients to do. Um, you know, I, I usually recommend supplements based on um, analyzing their bloods. And vitamin D is one I do like to see. It is a bit extra of a cost, but I do recommend it. Um, so that would be my advice with vitamin D. Um, just so on a general level, it also supports immune function. Um, and I, as I said already before, um, if we have if if our immune system is you know um weak or not supported then we're more susceptible to infection and infections and have a knock-on effect on our hormones and um, it can cause more stress on our hormones and um like for example if you get a virus uh, you can then see um issues with your menstrual cycle for a month or two afterwards it may delay ovulation and that has been seen with a lot of people who've got covid uh, which is not too not that shocking really because a virus is a stressor in your immune system which will then have a, an impact on your sex hormones so it is quite um expected really to see something like that so um again, supporting your immune system with um, obviously lowering your stress when you can, but vitamin D is thought to help with supporting your immune system to be stronger um, and more resilient as such. And as I've gone through, it really helps with PCOS and all the markers of PCOS, uh, particularly high androgen levels, blood sugar levels and insulin levels. And um, so this is going to sh reduce the symptoms like weight gain, like cravings, like um hirsutism like excess hair growth or alopecia like air hair loss particularly around the male uh, pattern areas and uh, acne as well so that would be the first supplement that I would be recommending on a general level so again whether you have PCOS or not it will be a supplement I'd recommend because again as it supports immune system it will um, support other functions too and it lowers stress on the body. So again, things like PMS um, and heavy periods are impacted by how our immune system is responding to. So the stronger your immune system is, the better your sex hormones are functioning as well. So that would be the first one that I would recommend. The next one I would recommend, and this is particularly for those with PCOS more so, um, would be inositol. So just to go through what inositol is, people kind of think this is, um, they, they, they like, I get a lot of questions about inositol. So inositol, uh, they are a group of natural sugars called polyols. And they're naturally found in foods such as fruit, beans, grains, and nuts. And um, so it's widely available in those foods. Uh, it is thought, though, that women with PCOS have lower levels in their cell membranes and in their in their um, in their tissues. So in acetal, what it does, it acts as an insulin second like messenger. So basically it helps with the function of insulin. And um, so by, it helps to transport glucose or sugar into the cell to be utilized for energy. 
And then it also helps uh, um, with glucose metabolism uh, and takes part in glycogen synthesis. And what glycogen is, is the, st- the storage, the way we store the form we st- store sugar in, in, in our liver and in our muscles. So that's what glycogen is. Um, so there's a few different types of inositols. The most common or the most studied for PCOS are myo-inositol and d inositol And both are beneficial in... Um, in supporting glucose metabolism and um, transporting glucose into cells. Um, so there is lots of studies and evidence there to support the role of inositol in increasing ovulation rate and improving fertility. Uh, and for, I suppose, fertility and for um, lowering androgens, um, the ideal combination would be a ratio of 40 to 1 of myonositol to d chiroinositol. Um, so you can get this. Uh, there is different companies like Ovacetol um, provide it in this form. They provide it in the form of 40 to 1 myonositol to d chiroinositol. Um, and this benefits uh, both lowering androgens, improving fertility function and ovarian function. Now I have seen really, really good results with just myonositol on its own. It's what I use myself. I don't use the dechironositol. Um, it is a lot more expensive to buy the ovazitol one, uh, whereas myonositol is, um, is quite cheap on its own and, and not just that reason but it, it, because it's very effective and I've seen it very effective and uh, with myself and um, both from studies and and um, also in with seeing it with my clients uh, and it has been shown to again also improve ovarian activity um, by inducing ovulation and menstrual cyclicity and um, so this would be a recommended um, supplement for that on its own by myonositol. Um, and you, the recommended dose of this would be between two to four grams per day. And there's very little if, um, side effects, if any, reported at all. Um, some can report um, because it's a polyol, like a sugar, um, which can cause a little bit of, di- bit of digestive upset. What I would advise if this is the case to kind of gradually increase it and only start off with a small amount and then gradually increase it up to say the two to four grams um, and get your digestive system used to it. Um, But this is an incredibly beneficial supplement for PCOS and one that helps improve all markers um, like cravings, like difficulty losing weight. It helps with regulate that menstrual cycle, helps you ovulate more regularly and it lowers androgens. And I've seen both myself having amazing benefits of this and my clients as well. So it's definitely one to add to your supplement regime uh, if you are someone who has PCOS. And it doesn't matter what type of PCOS you have. If you're wondering about that, if you've been put into a box of PCOS, I would not be concerned with that. It is beneficial for uh, anyone with PCOS. Um, so next supplement is magnesium. Uh, and this would be one I would recommend, again, for anyone who's got any sort of hormonal issues, hormonal imbalance, um, and who is highly stressed, who is anxious, uh, or who has PCOS. Um, so magnesium 
is like our stress preventer so we use it up whenever we're stressed so because we're quite stressed a lot because maybe we're um just doing a lot we're not getting enough sleep we are uh, putting our body through a lot with d- various types of uh, movement exercise work um, and then there's psychological stressors financial stressors relationship stressors etc etc you can see the stressors everywhere in our life we use up magnesium at a very high rate so it's actually quite common to be low in in magnesium and to have low levels and this does make you more susceptible to hormonal issues to more susceptible to stress so it's like a knock-on um factor it's a vicious circle so what magnesium does it helps to calm the nervous system and the HPA axis. The HPA axis is your hypothalamus, pituitary and adrenal axis, which kind of regulates your nervous system, regulates the amount of cortisol, which is your stress hormone, which you secrete into your, uh, into the body. And um, so magnesium helps to regulate this uh, and to calm that nervous system and prevents production of the stress hormone cortisol. High cortisol levels is one of the main causes and uh, and factors involved in any sort of hormonal issues. It just regulates blood sugar levels. It um, reduces the amount of progesterone that you make and keep. It impedes ovulation. Um, So it has a lot of effects. It can be, it's very involved if you're, um, anxious you likely have a lot of cortisol in your in your in your blood as well in your system so to help to reduce this cortisol secretion into the body then magnesium can really help to calm and lower this so that would be one of the main factors of it it also helps to regulate your blood sugars which is really important for any sort of hormonal condition and it can control the amount of insulin production as well so we don't want to have too much insulin at all we want to have enough just to take into our um take the sugar into our cells but we don't want to have too much because it acts as an inflammatory it can increase inflammation and impede ovulation as well and raise androgen levels so um, magnesium helps to manage this production and control controls it um, it also helps to produce our thyroid hormone. So it's involved in the production of thyroid hormone, which is really important. So to you know, have normal thyroid function and thyroid is, you know, a very important gland in our overall metabolism and in our hormones as well. If our thyroid is off, then our other hormones are off, like your ovarian hormones, your adrenal hormones. So really important that you are um, supporting your thyroid with uh, good minerals such as magnesium. And then it also helps to promote sleep. So anyone who's got sleep difficulties, difficulties getting to sleep, who feels a bit wound up at night, I highly recommend an absorbable form of magnesium to help to calm and relax the nervous system to get you into a better state of sleep and to promote better sleep quality as well. And sleep is so important then for your hormones. It has a knock-on effect on regulating your a lot of your hormones. If you don't get good quality sleep, then um, you are your hormones are imbalanced from that from then on basically so good quality sleep is key and central to any sort of um hormone balancing protocol so by taking magnesium it can also help with this Um, and this is one of the main reasons i recommend it to most of my clients um and it's also involved in the manufacture or the making of our hormones progesterone estrogen and testosterone so we need to have lots of magnesium in, in our diet and we can get this from foods 
particularly dark chocolate like cacao um, powder, sunflower seeds, leafy greens and um, avocados. So including these in your diet is particularly uh, beneficial. Um, and I, I like to recommend these particularly in the later phase of the menstrual cycle for women. Um, so when we need to make more progesterone, uh, foods like dark chocolate are great, uh, sunflower seeds and um avocados and leafy greens these are really good to include at this later phase of the menstrual cycle so after you've ovulated because it helps to lower stress on your body so you can keep and manufacture uh, progesterone which is the hormone that we want to have more of during this phase of the cycle as it's anti-inflammatory anti-anxiety and uh, reduces heavy painful periods so and this is a really important thing to include in your diet at this phase and I do actually go through this in detail in the know your flow masterclass which you can as I say get access through uh, through my website and through the show notes Um, but I also do recommend to supplement with magnesium if you are dealing with any sort of hormonal imbalance issues like delayed periods heavy periods painful periods um, stress in general feeling anxious difficulty getting to sleep and um, it's a really good supplement so um the most bioavailable which means the most absorbable form is either a um a mag- magnesium oil or a magnesium glycinate so glycinate is um magnesium with glycine so the amino acid glycine and together these really act to balance and calm that nervous system so it's excellent for hormones uh, this form of magnesium there is other forms like magnesium oxide which I don't really recommend because of its poor absorption levels and um, yeah we don't really absorb it so it's it's not that ideal so that would be um, the third supplement that I would recommend magnesium and finally my last one on the list is omega-3 supplements so this is one I recommend to most people because they usually don't eat enough oily fish in their diet. So oily fish um, we provides you with the omega-3s, EPA and DHA. Oily fish include salmon, mackerel, anchovies, herring and um, sardines. And these are great to provide anti-inflammatory fats to your diet. But generally, um, I don't see a lot of people eating these um quite frequently ideally we should be getting two portions of those a week so if you're eating those twice a week that's great you are probably getting sufficient omega-3s in your diet if you're not whether you don't like them um or it's just not something yeah you'd be eating a lot in your diet then i normally recommend a an omega-3 supplement I even would recommend it for some people who eat these foods if they've got hormonal issues like a lot of inflammation um, high insulin levels, high androgens, acne, um, you know, painful periods. I would probably supplement these for a while anyway. It may not have to be long term, but even if you do eat these foods, because basically you want to improve your omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. So omega-6s are found in more pro-inflammatory foods. Um, like a lot of our oils are pro-inflammatory, like which contain omega-6. Uh, animal meats contain more omega-6. And again, it's not to say there's anything wrong with these, but we want to have a balance. And the ideal ratio is two to one. So two to one of omega-6 to omega-3. So uh, in a lot of cases, you may need to supplement in order to get that if you have a high inflammatory diet. 
So what the um, these fats do or these omega-3s do, they have to lower inflammation. Um, and by lowering inflammation, then you're reducing high insulin levels, you're reducing high androgen production, and it does help to promote then re- regularity in the menstrual cycle. So that's one reason. So it's important for, say, someone with PCOS, as we'd lower, lower those markers of PCOS that are typically seen. It also helps to lower prostaglandins, which are hormone-like compounds, which make the uterus contract whenever we get our period. So again, we do want these prostaglandins, but too much of these, which are derived from high omega-6 diets uh, or highly inflammatory diets, uh, can cause very painful periods. So we want to reduce these by adding omega-3s in, and these can be effective in doing so. It can also help to lower testosterone as well um, and improve our liver function too. Um, and improve if you've got any sort of fatty liver, um, or high cholesterol and things like that too it can help improve those markers so they have a, a wide range of benefits and that's why I would recommend them um, there is I would recommend you know getting a good quality supplement and when I am recommending supplements I do you know there's so many brands out there it is important to look at um, the quality and where you're getting them from um, and that's just something I always um, I'm particularly uh, you know I do my research when it comes to uh, the companies that I, I get my supplements from so like I be honest wouldn't recommend going into Holland bars and buying supplements because they are um they're not as good quality compared to other brands that you would get and I generally would recommend going into the likes of an independent health store and getting even the advice of the um the, the the workers in there the retail operator operators in there because they do have a good bit of knowledge on the products and they do tend to source or provide better quality products in independent health stores and um, so that would be my recommendation there without you know naming particular brands and um, so yeah they're my my top four supplements that i recommend that i would recommend on it mainly on a general level and ozotol might be more specific to pcos so everyone who's got pcos um, would incl- would have all those four while if you don't have pcos you would have vitamin d omega-3s and the magnesium uh, and acetone may not be required in your situation but it does depend and again i would you know need to um you know there could be exceptions and that will be uh, done through my clinical practice um whether i'd recommend that or not and then there's a lot more supplements that i can recommend and um, on top of these for specific uh, conditions um, and certain um, situations, but because they're not for the general, um, on a general level, I'm not going to go through them today. And it'd be something I do more on a one-to-one personalized level. But yeah, I hope you find this helpful because I do get the question on supplements quite a lot. In general, we don't want to be having too many supplements in our diet. It is maybe necessary um, for certain conditions and it may be necessary because our food quality may not be as good as it was years ago due to more um, the different quality of our, our soil due to extensive farming methods now. And, you know, what, what we what you know, how the how the impact of the soil quality impacts our food quality so that's just something to bear in mind so supplements are maybe necessary a bit more than they used to be and um, but i do 
prefer to get food first and supplement second there's no like these supplements are not going to make much different if your diet doesn't change so it is still important to look at your diet and get whole foods real foods um as much as you can in your diet single ingredient foods you know and not like loads of ingredients in your food products that's kind of a, a general advice kind of to make when it comes to and uh, making food choices but you know just you know lean proteins some good fats fiber whole grains fruit vegetables um, and and having them in abundance in your diet and you can't really go too far wrong um so yeah that's pretty much what i'm going to leave it at today with regard to supplements and some advice on that if anyone has any specific questions though i am happy to answer questions uh, in my dms or you can email me so on instagram it's mj nutrition or you can email me mary jo at mjnutrition.ie and as i say i will leave the link to get access to the um, Know Your Flow Masterclass so you can get more information on the menstrual cycle in general, which I, w- I do think would be really beneficial for everyone listening to this, uh, whether you've got hormonal conditions or not. It's just really good to know your cycle, to know where you're at in your cycle so you can understand why you may feel certain ways because uh, the ebbs and flows of our hormones contribute to the mood we're feeling, our energy levels, our libido, um our physical performance how much we want to eat so understanding this can make it actually yeah it could just make you feel so much better and having an explanation for things can make you feel more in control so I'm going to leave it at that if there's any questions as I say let me know in Instagram DMs or email and as always thank you so much for listening I'd really appreciate if you would leave a review on iTunes and when you're listening to this and give it a rating and uh, share it so other people can hear it as well and the more people that can hear this um, then the better for everyone as they are learning more about hormones in general and health and what supplements they need or may not need more so so thank you again for listening and i'll be back next week with another episode